0: Who you are. I who you are. Hello beautiful rebel Sam Goldsmith here and welcome to her great rebellion the podcast this is the podcast that delivers the strategy in woo that results in radical self-acceptance radical trust in yourself and radical trust in the universe Through thought work, sacred medicine and radical rebellion, we remember who we really are. So let's connect and breathe together for a few moments like we do each week, breathing in through your nose and gently out through a slightly open mouth. Allowing yourself yourself to take a big breath or a small breath, depending on how you feel, depending on how your body is directing you to breathe. Breathing with this easy, natural rhythm and allowing the body to gently find its comfort. Remembering that as we breathe like this, the body is gently recalibrating itself to ease. Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Remembering that when we breathe together in this way, it is an entry point to a sacred dimension. This is a moment out of the busyness of the day to remember and recognise yourself as sacred and to allow sacred listening, sacred hearing, sacred feeling and sacred understanding to open up. As you gently breathe now, connect to your heart. Feel the energy around the area of your physical heart, your front of your heart and your back of your heart. Allow this energy to build and when it feels right, give permission to your heart to travel up to the mind and gently quieten it down. Allow that quietness now to move over the top of your physical head and run down the entire length of your body, coating it in a layer of calm. As we continue to gently breathe here, notice the divine being, sense the divine being underneath this layer of calm. And as you breathe here, gently give this divine being, your inner being, permission to hear, to interpret, to process and to feel anything and everything in the perfect way for our highest good. okay welcome beautiful rebel to today's episode today we're going to be talking about the inner child now this concept Uh, is something that I'm really interested to share with you. And I'm going to share some stories with you about how I found even the term inner child completely cringeworthy. And uh, I didn't actually embrace this work until well into my late 30s. And I'm going to share the story with you about how that came about and how my mindset changed. So some of you may already be familiar with this concept. You may have been working with your inner child Others may be feeling like I was, that it's a little bit airy-fairy and uh, doesn't really, you know, get to the nuts and bolts of what's going on, but it does. It's a really, really powerful uh, practice and a really powerful healing that we can give ourselves and that we can learn to uh, give ourselves on a regular basis as new things become apparent to us over time, which, of course, is Uh, Part of the whole mindset of my book, *Her Great Rebellion, which puts you in the position of being the most important decision maker, healer and uh, influence in your life. So this concept of the inner child is basically um, the idea that within us we have these wounded places that arise from things that happened uh, usually in our upbringing in this physical life, but some um, other schools of thought extend beyond that. But basically, um, it normally comes to light in terms of reactivity. So, if we are triggered by an incident and we have a response that seems to be quite large in comparison to um, that, that incident, then that's a good indication for us that we might be dealing with some inner child stuff. The reason for that is because when we are, uh, this inner child wounding is activated, we tend to revert to responding from the age that that wounded child inside is and this is powerful because you might um, be familiar with having these reactive states or behaving in a way that later on you think was totally out of characteristic with who you know yourself to be Uh, you might actually even lose control of your voice or your physicality or become overly emotional and not be able to uh, speak because you're crying and that sort of stuff. So those sort of what can be what can feel like out of character responses can be little doorways into places that we can look for where this inner child uh, that exists within all of us might need some healing. So she's she's in there. She's wounded, and when she's activated, she is behaving uh, according to those wounds from the age that she was when she was experiencing them. So as I said, for me, I uh, was really opposed to the idea of looking at inner child work for a long, long time. I thought that it was hippie mumbo jumbo kind of new agey stuff that um, didn't really result in any type of radical transformation for me or through any of the uh, teachings or experiences or things, personal development things that I had been Uh, investigating up until that time and I felt like it was very kind of new agey as I said I felt like it was the sort of thing that we might only talk about if we were sitting around in uh, women's circles wearing cheesecloth and that sort of thing so when I was really in the grip of my type A tendencies through my 20s and 30s, inner child was not something that I was really interested uh, in embracing. It felt like it was too slow and it didn't didn't resonate. However, when I was uh, in my late 30s and I uh, became uh, pregnant with my second baby, I was seeing a psychologist, a very talented psychologist that I still see, actually, um, and she brought up this idea of inner child healing to me again and in this instance she's she was a very sort of practical pragmatic type lady so the way that she was presenting it to me was very appealing kind of intellectually so it was i was able to actually take on giving it a go because it was being presented to me i guess in a more sort of academic sense not that that's important but it was just interesting that Sometimes these little tweaks and little different ways that people say things or present them to us through our lifespan can make the difference as to whether we decide to investigate them or not. Uh, So nevertheless, she invited me to incorporate this inner child work in some issues that I was having with my family so uh, I had another child that was in their 20s and my family lived in a different state than than I was living at the time and the issue that was going on was around uh, my family being dissatisfied with my choices of moving to another state and um, now you know having a baby um, with my current partner in that state and the messaging that they were giving me was a projection of a lot of their own stuff around feeling that I'd abandoned responsibilities that I had towards my adult child and uh, to my family so what I realized was that when I was getting distressed through my communication with my family, my phone calls and things like that. I was actually reverting to a childlike state. And I was responding to the challenges in those phone calls and communications from this space of, of a wounded child. So with my psychologist help, I was able to reflect on that and to gain an understanding of connecting with that child and seeing how old I thought she was and some of her behaviors and um, mechanisms and interpretations and what I did was I went home and bought some artwork um, paper and some pastels and some colors and things like that and I sat down and I did a drawing of this girl and she it was very clear to me that she was eight years old and I drew this picture of my eight-year-old self and I decorated the whole page with beautiful pastels that were ideas that were sort of emanating from within my heart space as I was meditating on this little girl, and I got some blue tack and stuck this picture up in front of my desk where I would normally be taking most of my phone calls and um, these phone calls with my with my family. So this picture was quite large. I stuck it right in the middle of my desk, and I knew had instructed myself that when I was going to have phone calls with my family. I would go and sit in front of that drawing, and as I did that, it would remind me that I'm now relating to my family as a whole adult, in this case, pregnant woman, and that I was not going to revert into the uh, the wounded dynamic of this little girl and start interacting with my family with the clutchings of that eight-year-old girl. And what happened was a radical transformation occurred. I noticed that I stopped losing myself in the conversations and that I was able to just feel grounded and present in those conversations rather than going into um, the emotional kind of angst of of what was going on. I was really surprised by this, um, but I actually felt like I stopped shrinking and I stopped running those entire conversations through a filter in my mind that was more worried about how I would be perceived or what I would be made wrong for or what I was going to get in trouble for than what actually needed to be Expressed or said in the moment from my whole adult woman perspective. Now, most of us have not been taught to accept or regulate our emotions in any way. And when we experience these big emotions as children, little charges occur because we're chastised or we're shamed or we're. Um, expressing a need that goes unmet and if that goes unmet for a long time that charge gets deeper and deeper and deeper and we receive subtle messaging from our parents, from society, from those that we interact with that our emotions that are good are the ones that we should be promoting and the ones that we should be expressing and the ones that aren't so good or the fears or worries or concerns that we have are things that we should be Uh, kind of hiding and not expressing those and if we are children who express those then we're made wrong and shamed and so forth for them so all this messaging that's coming in to this little child that doesn't have the higher reasoning and processing skills of an adult or some adults don't even have um is at the effect of all of that and that's where we get trapped in these delayed sort of developments and so when we experience these things later on in our lives immediately they can throw us back into that disconnected uh confused and wounded state where we made up ideas about ourselves about the world about our safety and about our acceptance and our love when we were those tiny little people now what I want to share is that in relation to our inner child the rebellion is really to catch ourselves in those moments and instead of punishing ourselves or beating ourselves up or making up more stories about ourselves to just stop and remember who we are remember that a wounded child part of us is speaking and decide to speak kindly And nourish that child to diffuse the reaction that we're having now in our adult life. So we have the opportunity as an adult to stop and recognize what's going on and then decide to interact with this uh, tiny unhealed part of ourselves from the perspective of the adult that we are now with all of the love in our heart all of the knowledge in our mind all of the wisdom in our bodies that wasn't present when these charges were being developed as little tiny innocent children and so we can ask ourselves some questions that can bring us into that space and what i like to do is to just ask myself what would a kind loving and nourishing mother say right now Now, I know this can be triggering if you feel that you um, haven't received maternal nourishment and that's why I um, specifically put in these words of kind, nourishing, loving rather than just mother because I know that can be triggering for some people Um, and, you know, all of our mothers and ourselves included as mothers do the best that we could at the time with the skills that we have and the level of consciousness that's available to us and sometimes that's great and sometimes it's not enough. Um, so try not to attach the ideas or the questioning to your own mother um, or to your ideas of your own mothering, if you are a mother. But what would a kind, loving and nourishing mother say to that little child in this moment? And once that you get connected to that and it starts to flow a little bit, you can even ask yourself, what would the divine mother say? to this child in this moment if the divine mother was speaking directly from her heart into this little girl what would she say and we can ask this little girl inside what do you need what is it that you're trying to say to me what are you afraid of what can I do to help With this kind of questioning, we move out of reactivity into healing and nourishment and we can then respond to whatever the circumstance is in our lives. So it's a bit of a circuit breaker, but it's actually an entry point to a very deep and profound healing if we can get in touch with some of the core woundings, the core illusions or lies that are connected to that particular trigger of our wounded inner child in that moment and as we do this kind of work we're actually rewriting unconscious scripts that are operating within us and and uh, influencing the practical elements of our lives but also the energetic elements of our lives which is really uh exciting so This is also transforming the energy with which we connect to ourselves and the energy that we connect to others and relate to others and therefore how how they show up and how the circumstances of our life show up in this beautiful energetic universe that we're part of and we can put an end to some of those self-perpetuating circles that we, we want to get out of. So, take-home message here, guys, is that uh, connecting to the inner child in this way creates a feeling of safety, and often that feeling of safety, um, security, and acceptance, being loved just as we are, is has been missing in some elements of our childhood, and we haven't had that experience. Uh, like I spoke about on a previous episode with the wisdom of the of the divine father or the divine masculine that lets us know that we are whole and complete exactly as we are and we can be and express ourselves fully in the world and no matter what happens, we will still be loved. Um, so most of us haven't had that experience. So when we create this safety for the inner child and we connect to the nourishment and healing, the foundation of safety here gives rise to a feeling that it is okay to be self-expressed so it's a pathway to uh, fuller self-expression it's lets us know that it is safe for us to be more that we're okay that we're valuable that we can express and that we can um be present with all parts of ourselves and that we will still be loved when this isn't tarnished by the, or these ideas aren't tarnished by the childlike wounding and, you know, the offshoots of that, what happens is natural pathways begin to open up within us that allow our uniqueness and our gifts to flow. Because we're not afraid, because we're not um Uh, activated by or um, our actions aren't dictated by shame about fear of not being accepted not being loved the inner um, spaciousness arises for us to open up these natural pathways that allow us to express our unique gifts in a more flowing fashion and with more ease than we have before So this work not only soothes us, but it also heals us and it generates personal power and authentic expression from that place of real safety and security that we might have been lacking or missing in our upbringing. Okay, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Please feel free to reach out on any of the social media channels and share any of your inner child stuff. It's so interesting and it's so valuable and so many people have these profound what seem like tiny, tiny insights but actually create radical transformation when they heal some part of or or some aspect of of the wounded inner child. So I'd love to hear about your own experiences uh, with that. Don't forget, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, please don't forget to hit subscribe. That way you'll get notified when a new episode comes out every week and leave a review if you can. To be honest, I'm not going to read them. So even if you just say she's okay, uh, I would appreciate it. The more reviews that are there, it helps me and it helps this work to get out to more people. So I'd love it if you could do that. If you haven't already done so, jump over to my website, www.samanthagoldsmith.com. You can download my free self-doubt Eraser Meditation and uh, all the details for my book, Her Great Rebellion, The Radical Act of Remembering Who You Are and all of those deets are over there. Also, I just want to remind you uh, that we have the Rebel Life Boot Camp Training Ground of the Sacred Rebel uh, in Uh, Open The cart is open for that now and this is going to be a special opportunity to do a live round of this program. So normally people can come in anytime they want. Um, They receive all of the material and access to the community and we have regular monthly live coaching calls um two a month there's this the content is similar um but different depending on what comes through but one will be on australian time zone one will be on u.s time zone and um, so normally we have that once a month but the uh march program because it's a live round we're actually going to have six bonus live coaching calls so as we go through the material together ladies from all over the world, all corners of the globe, working on this material at the same time, every week we're going to have a live coaching call. So it's six bonus live coaching calls. Um, and that is just going to be amazing. So don't miss out on the opportunity. If you're looking for what to invest in for 2022, please come along, join this program. It's lifetime access, month ongoing monthly coaching calls, looking at all areas of our lives, money, business, relationships, Fulfillment, uh, toys, you know, um, travel, creativity, everything that we need to have a full and beautiful, nourishing life. We're going to look at all of the barriers to um, fully trusting ourselves and fully trusting the universe or God um, to bring everything that we want into manifestation. And this is ongoing work, as I always say. New level, same devil. So, this work is a, an invaluable sacred container to hold you through um, everything else that you're doing in your life as well. And have that resource point to come back to every month and connect with us and all the beautiful women who do it. Um, there is a full episode coming up about all of the contents of the Rebel Life Bootcamp. So, check out that episode to learn more about that. Um, but as I always say, these podcasts are a great indication to the sort of concepts and stuff that we're discussing in more detail and I'd love you to be part of that. So until next week, sit deep, live radically and do you, my sovereign sister. I'll see you here same time next week.